0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and social commentary from an Asian-American perspective. My name is Marvin yoy I'm here along with our co-host, Christine Minji Chang.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And today we have a special, special guest, Hot her Texas Tour. Um, our favorite comedian Miss Jenny Yang.
2: Yay! I'm here. I'm a favorite. I'm special.
0: <laughs> You've been... Busy the last couple of weeks yeah. and then next week you're gonna you're flying out to Chicago after this too. Huh? Yes,
2: Jet yeah. A, go I get yeah. A, I was um five days in Texas. We did four five shows and
1: then um I can't believe we did five shows in the like usually you go for five days or something. You do like three yeah no you well,
2: did jenny, a show a boom, night boom, boom, boom. and then a two and a double header in uh, houston well, that's yeah how, that's how jenny rolls that's how she does 110 110 that's right that's why it's i commitment ro- to excellence right there right, right. <laughs> that's why i roll with jenny that's right <laughs> birds of excellence. a feather flock together <laughs> for real though <laughs> and, and then we hoodies. also saw <laughs> i was in dc too yeah i was in dc and then so now i'm back and i've been resting and taking some personal yeah. lifetime
0: because i saw after your shows you also went to go party with the, with everybody i did i saw some karaoke pics oh my god
2: can i just tell you yo, asians in texas are liver than you think like oh we know well you know because you guys got collabed down in texas but we hung out with dallas folks and then we hung out with houston folks and (laughs) honestly houston they turn the up (laughs) they do they do like it's because there's so many vietnamese and you know how the vietnamese are they party yeah. Seriously, honestly, Vietnamese folks—they like showed up and they're like getting so wasted, and then afterwards they're like singing karaoke and they're like the best, loudest audience. And I'm like, oh my god!
0: Have you ever heard actual Vietnamese karaoke? Yeah, that stuff is crazy.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, nice. Vietnamese is already like its own special, like the diphthongs yeah. make it really unique, right? And like the, the the tone, so but no, I love it, and they did. It, it, it was amazing. Like the crowd in in Houston is so good, and did, I got good Vietnamese food. It was good.
1: Hell yeah! Did you did you see Collab Houston people? I I didn't link you up with them. I don't think I saw. Oh, them. dude, we, I
2: saw maybe one guy. Yeah, one have, guy who also worked with OCA.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Was that or Kevin one person? Cole? I don't know. Okay, because we have a couple DJs and like that's who I hung out with when I was in Texas first when I went to Southwest Southwest and then I went to Houston for like oh, a yeah? date or uh, like a 24-hour thing. They're fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Like you get to it's not even just like the the drinking thing like they just dance. Like they're just so like yeah. I line danced for the-, oh, awesome. for the first time in Texas like yeah. at a club when in Texas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Someone. laughs> no, totally. Yeah. I, I mean, anyway, so I the the, the Southern ho- hospitality, the Texas hospitality was tremendous.
0: Did you have some brisket?
2: we <laughs> I did. In the airport. In the airport. In the airport. Flying out of Austin. There's a Salt Lake. Yeah, Hell, had, yeah there there is. Their, I had
0: their breakfast when I was flying oh, out of yeah. Austin last time. Yeah. So it's not lake. bad. You went the actual Salt Lake. Yeah. With the actual pit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. This is
2: like, you know, transported from the pit to the airport. It's still freaking good. hmm I was like, oh my God. But then I just realized, man, my stomach's not the same as it used to be. I'm like, that that is too heavy.
0: Mm-hmm. I live old.
2: a light life. I live a light life.
1: See, that's why the the grand theme of when I when we did our little report back from our traveling and I got back from Texas, the vast majority of what we were talking about was what did we eat? Yeah, and how sick did I feel? Because <laughs> it was too much to like consume in one day. Yeah, but it was like day after day. I was there for a week, and I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't even. What well, I mean, because we wanna... be living that LA lifestyle, girl,
2: with our smoothies, our well, smoothies, and our and our rinses <laughs> with and cleanses. our cal. Like how?
0: Huh? <laughs> to be fair, that's only like half the LA lifestyle. The other half is all like the tacos and our own barbecue that's and true. all of this stuff too. But like, you know,
2: yeah. I, I live I live pretty light, relatively. But when I went there, I, this is what I thought. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be at Texas for five days, every day in a different city. I'm gonna eat chicken fried steak. Yeah, <laughs> I do it on day one. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I didn't do any more. <laughs> Literally day one, I
1: was like, oh. So we're done now. Yeah, that was fried fun. Steak. <laughs> totally. Instagram it's by. So good. Yeah. But only one day. Anyway. They, my it, friends in Houston took me to the rodeo and that was ridiculous. Like oh you God. breathe in the air and I felt like, you what? know, my arteries were clogging in a great way. It was like it was but it was like a lot. It yeah. was a lot to handle. Oh, Texas.
2: So Yeah, Texas. Yeah. And then I went to D.C. and I hosted the Asian Pacific American Institute for Congressional Studies Gala. Yeah, I did with uh, That's t- Apex? Tamlin Apex Apex. Apex yeah. I guess they say, uh, with Tamlin Tamita. Mm. Nice. Oh my God, Tamlin, it's the best. Shout out to Tamlin Tamita. She's man. lovely. She's amazing. She's so badass. Every guy so that gracious, I
1: know our age and a little bit older. Like that, she was everyone's dream girl. I know. <sighs> would Tamela just ever noticed me oh, she's so beautiful oh yeah no well, she, she
0: was like didn't. one of the only asian girls on movies yeah as, like, karate uh, like and she was a great lead, actress because like, uh, it's lead, you know
1: yeah because it's uh, honestly saying like you can have like the token asian girl whatever or any token blah 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 but she's like aside from all of that stuff like oh she's the only one we saw which is not true But, yeah, she was in a lot of stuff. She's a great actress. Yeah. She's a great actress. I loved it that she became Mike Chang's mom on Glee. (laughs) I didn't get to watch I didn't go that far with Glee, to be honest. Full disclosure. Sorry, Harry. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, that sounds like a lovely team.
2: Yeah, so it was good. That's why the last couple weeks I've just been chilling. I mean, I still do work. Trust me. My not working is
1: work. <laughs> yeah. We, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, yeah, I'm working. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm doing stuff. I'm having a yeah. meeting. Like, it's just stuff. It's nonstop. But stuff. it was
0: nice to have just like, even though we don't have like traditional jobs, just have like a long weekend. Yeah. Or like, you can just kind of hang out. I know Minji hanging out with her family. Oh and, yeah, Memorial her Day. friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it was kind of good to just decompress for a little while yeah you know
2: what does yeah how does marvin decompress <laughs> breweries
0: i actually Beer. went to um san diego for the weekend oh yeah yeah uh, one of my good friends from high school um he's a naval captain now so oh, he wow. uh, rented out this cottage in on the camp pendleton and we just hung out at the beach all week
2: oh my god yeah. nice.
0: we Beechin. took a pontoon onto the the lake there and he's What's like a
2: pontoon it's like a little flat boat it sounds like a euphemism for a vagina
0: and it's poontang <laughs> That's poontang. It's different.
1: (laughs) Last night I heard cooch. That was used in acting class.
2: Cooch is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I used to use cooch all the time. I know. Or like, you know, if you're dancing, you're popping that coochie. Oh my God. (laughs) 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 There's a song I think was like,
1: pop, pop that coochie, pop, pop that coochie, baby.
0: (laughs) I've never heard of this song. Is that going to
1: be the opening song for this podcast? I don't know.
0: I feel like. Jenny has gone deeper than me in the weird internet. Well, you know? I mean,
2: I feel like I feel like there's like a very specific era of like booty based Miami booty based ninety five South kind of stuff that mm. really captured my imagination back in the day.
1: It's a very special time. When
2: I was a repressed, under sexualized youngin'.
0: I've been well, Minjin and I have both been Against our will, exposed the world of trap music. Oh my God, trap music! Yeah, it's
1: fun. I like it. Yes. it's not against my will. I'm just again, I'm a late comer to a lot of things. It's just weird how different things that have been around for a really long time suddenly yeah enter my life. That yeah. was just all through Aaron because trap music's been happening for a while. It's just become popularized. So stuff that you realize
2: you didn't know it was trap music exactly it just became pop music exactly like um that um that freaking. What's Her Face, California Girls, um Fireworks. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. That Katy Perry song. <laughs> the California Girl, I Fireworks know. Girl. That Katy Perry, Juicy J, like, that song.
1: Oh, can't I even think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 That one? That's totally like a trap beat. Why are we not videotaping this?
0: Because we don't have a camera. I
1: need this dance. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah.
2: Anyway.
0: But yeah. No, it was just nice to um going back to my weekend, just nice to kind of when you're back with, you know, people you grew up with, you kind of Oh yeah. You no, know, there's that the revertigo thing, right? We kind of Did it's, you revert? It's, it's, it's like no time has passed. You oh. know, and you kinda of just know it's kind of you feel like yourself but like your past self a little bit. Yeah, you know.
2: I don't feel yeah. that way because I don't hang out with like <laughs> my childhood friends too much. And and it's funny, the childhood friends that I have stayed in touch with, we've evolved in our relationship you know what i mean yeah. individually yeah but can i tell i i I do want to share though i did have to go to the optometrist in torrance for my dad i took my dad to the optometrist because mm-hmm. he's like older and he needed it for like approval for driving and shit and shit so um i look on the thing and i was like okay here's the address and i go and i was like oh oh my god this surname is someone i went to high school with this guy that went to high school with okay. took took on his like dad's like optometry business and like is now continuing it. Nice. And so I saw him and I, I hadn't seen him since high school. And it was just like speaking of sort of when you feel like whether or not you still are trapped in that like era, I definitely did not because those were the homies in Torrance that stayed. Yeah. And got married. Like, yeah. he has like two kids. They're like ten. It's like they got married younger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, he's like, uh. And then of course my dad, he's like got no he has no clue about being just chilled. Like, just just chill, dad. Just be cool. He's like, <laughs> my daughter,
1: comedian. I'm
2: like, oh my God, really?
1: That's so I love that. No, he's proud. He's proud. I he's love proud. that. He brag. he likes to but brag about. that. I love when me. then like old Asian parents brag like that about things like that.
2: Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't really Stop want to open it. up this. I was like, oh god. I'm on, watch watch YouTube. yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> like oh really that's good it's just so weird you it know? is yeah oh it's fine it's fine it was just weird but i was like i am definitely very different i was just i broke it down i was like yeah i went into college got really political i worked in politics and now i do stand-up comedy
1: but that's how and like those those uh thoughts are always prompted by those people re-entering or like whenever yes. i go home to pleasanton yeah it it sucks you back it's like you went in a time warp and yeah. you're just like wow so this is it's like 2001 again yeah
2: because nothing's
1: different you know maybe like a like one updated building here and there on different restaurants but it's exactly the same nothing changed everyone's still doing the same thing yeah. but like I find a lot of comfort in that but like I never want to move back I'm glad yeah. it's there. Yeah. I'm really glad it's there. And I love I love Facebook for that. I like keeping up with all my <laughs> friends. I actually have a lot of high school friends that still show up in my feed. So, oh, okay. yeah, they're all popping out babies, getting married oh, and stuff like every day someone had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it's bizarre cuz I'm just so not there. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. My friends are kind of we're we're all late bloomers in terms of like we're starting to get married now. yes, yeah. my friends are. Yeah. We just Started having kids last year. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting to see just that's the late. change. I think, think that's
1: kind of standard now, right? What's well, standard over, now? But around like thirty. Yeah,
0: yeah. but well, like, except in
1: Asia where no one's having babies and they're all freaking well, out and they're the saying like, like the economy's my high school
0: collapse. friends.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, That's like, not funny. Like,
0: my, my college yeah. friends have all like a lot of them got married already, like yeah, 25 to 28, like kind of. Mm-hmm. that or like, but my high school friends have been later.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Tax yeah. benefits. I'm sorry, I don't know.
0: Um, no, well, I mean, part of it is just, um, <laughs> just
1: <kidding. laughs> uh, it's just so, no, but it,
0: it, it was fun. It was, um, so like, I loved friends... your
1: Snapchat. Again, I was on Snapchat, but he had some like really cool, I'm on a boat. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm jealous. He's on a nice. boat somewhere. Well, it's cool. Cause like my
0: friends now, they're, you know, they're architects or civil engineers. Yeah. They're captains in the Navy. Like he's, he's on the medical side. So he's a physical therapist, uh, like, mm-hmm. psychology, physical therapist in, in the Navy. So yeah. Um, He he did that for he did the whole scholarship thing. So you know, like, mm-hmm. Navy pays for your school, and then you serve oh, the Navy wow. for like four years. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, That's but my brother's you know, doing... I'm doing I my chill he's... radio
2: voice now <laughs> <laughs> to match my NPR Marvin voice. This is Hi, just... everybody!
1: I love how your body language has also changed. Yes, so that you're like intimate with the microphone.
2: I've had some peppermint tea with honey, <laughs> and now I'm ready to rock.
1: Is your digestive <laughs> system? Yeah cleansed
0: <laughs> it's always so listening to yourself like people say like i have a like that i'm here but i can't hear it yeah you can't hear it i just hear like
2: it's resonant some yeah
0: dude like so
2: right now i'm doing my resonant voice
0: <laughs> see I, see that's a um so that's oh, something I, that's you know uh, i, I know, just
2: flared my nostrils which is why did. minji
1: <laughs> minji laughed it's very distinguished <laughs>
2: my resonant voice Right. I've taken voice lessons where I've learned to enunciate. make my voice resonate in my nose. <laughs> this is this this podcast has gone off the rails. I'm See, sorry. My, my problem no, 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 is, I love it. My problem is
0: <clears throat> I need to enunciate more. So I've oh. been trying to talk more deliberately.
2: And yeah, midway. and just take your time with the words. Yeah, because
0: mm-hmm. when I get excited, like Minji just gets loud and like more like Excuse me? More direct. And more fast. Yeah. I get I, start I get I get, <laughs> I get mumbly um, when I okay. when I get excited. You do,
2: so. yeah. I think it takes practice. Mm-hmm.
1: It takes practice. Yeah, with the torture of listening to ourselves. It's not torture. It kind of is, but then you get over it after that, and you know that. I mean, do you watch all your stuff when you do comedy? When um, you stand up, I record.
2: Everything? I record every single one of my sets. So uh, eventually, I listen to everything. So I, I mean if they're delayed
1: like you're like I will listen to it tomorrow. Yeah, no, I don't listen I to it
2: immediately. But I feel like ever since I was I w- I've been doing communications e stuff ever since like middle school. So I don't know in a weird way I've gotten used to like listening to myself. Yeah. I don't know cuz I've always been a talker, let's be honest.
1: Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still weird to just I guess in in this particular format because you're doing it in like a talk showy kind of way. Yeah. You're, I, I, for me, I was uh, first time I listened, it was like just ultra critical. I was like, why Aww. do? you – Oh my god! But then the other, then you kind of listen to it further, and then you take on different mm-hmm. roles. And I'm just trying to listen to it. I was like, oh, if I was a if I was a listener, if I was a complete third party, don't know who the heck these people are. Yeah. I'm trying to listen through that filter. I don't know. It's it's interesting. And then and that way I got okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Because I was just like, eh, this people it's cool. talking. It's cool. It's cool. And now I'm over it because now <laughs> Marvin and I, we review every single one. We're like, yeah. how to go? How to go? Yeah. How to go?
0: Yeah, I've gotten used to listening to myself. I don't know if that's, that's for, let's just say it's for self improvement reasons, totally. not because I'm a narcissist.
2: Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I mean, and it's fine. I feel like there's always that, like, people have these assumptions that people who do the yeah. arts or who want to be creative have to be narcissists or egotists. Hmm. And there's a lot of them, but. I mean, I feel like there's also just working on your craft and having, having clear eyes around what you do.
1: Self-awareness. I feel like everything's like, there's a way to villainize something and then there's a way to be like, have it be a euphemism. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. It's, um,
0: I guess it resonates on a deeper level just because like, I've been, to be honest, doing this since I was like five with my brother, with our little tape cassette player. Like we just like (gasps) make radio programs. Like, that's cute.
1: Are you living
2: your dream now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> he is he gets really happy
2: you're happy that you get to do this Marvin
1: but that's like exhibit a of like what we taught what we're like preaching yeah so I feel that it comes from an authentic place of like just do the thing do the thing do the damn yeah. thing what's happening with
2: the, the conference because that's what that's that's about right that's
1: after this podcast we're diving right into we're, all that it's planning still in oh, progress
0: okay. but it's um we have a venue and everything's set we just need to start you know getting people yeah to come but, I'm
1: excited about it. Yeah, I'm at the same be there
0: time all as day. your comedy comedy festival, a comedy festival oh, we got a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah it's yeah. gonna be great. Jenny
0: but, is like the comedy hustler. He, she's like not only a really great comedian, but also she producer, like producer, director. Produces, she makes comedy happen. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's gotta not, make it happen. Yeah.
1: Like there are people who are the talent, and they're incredibly important because they kind of fill in the slots. And then there's people who, and a lot of talent are actually multi-hustlers. You know, yeah. But you're definitely one of them because you're I always just make fun of it. I was like, "Yeah, cuz you're busy running it." You're busy running it. I don't know how many times I said that this morning. You're like, "I was doing this cuz you're busy running it." "Oh, I couldn't meet up with that person cuz you're busy running it." Like, "I couldn't headline because you're running it." Like, yeah, you know. No, I like it though. I like it cuz
2: I get to, you know, use the skills that I've developed since I was a child.
0: Yeah, but what's really great is also you the things you produce. Like, you're giving voice to like people who don't get as much chances out in the mainstream as well. Like I you hope know, so, yeah. You know, your you know your mostly female That's comedy right. troupe has been like it's amazing that it's like there's not nothing else like it out there. Not really, you no. Know?
2: Yeah, and so um, the the comedy festival happening with the collaboration conference, we're uh, pulling together all of these. Uh, since we're talking about it, we're pulling Let- together all of these. Um, there's all these amazing, like even long-standing Asian American groups that have been doing comedy, like Coltofu. Tofu. Room to Improv. and They've been in L.A. forever. And I'm just like, oh, and they have their own following. And we're just like, well, let's just bring everyone together so we could all grow our audience, you know? And there should be no reason why people who come to disoriented comedy shows don't go to see Cold Tofu or Room to Improv, for Mm -hmm. example. You know, and there's so many individual improv teams, newer ones, individual stand-ups yeah so
1: girl i can't wait to do improv with you <laughs> yeah that's the plan this summer yeah like improv class i
2: I got, a, I got i got a little ucb oh by the way if you um are hard up for cash and you can make a case for it you can apply for a diversity scholarship at upright citizens brigade
1: that is what i intend to do i heard that it's all out for this year though or yeah. yeah so the
2: next round is like later but girl. so I, I re-upped my little scholarship and so i i haven't done it for like two years Cause I did one through one hundred one to two hundred one to three hundred one, and I stopped, and then I re-upped, and now I'm gonna do four hundred one.
1: Let but me work okay. up to your level, and then <laughs> <laughs> we will see it. so
0: I want to talk. So, like, I want to talk about comedy, <clears throat> but I also want to talk about improv too a little bit because yeah. we're on it, because like it's such an important skill just for life. I feel like oh
2: my god, um, yeah.
0: I, I know I've probably talked this before, but you know, or maybe not on the podcast, but uh, when I was in business school for yeah. orientation, they made us take improv classes. Of course, amazing. And then like it's all about. Like the whole like it was three sessions, but the first two was all like nonverbal exercises. So like oh. soft, soft like what was it? Soft perception, mm. um, all about kind of feeling the room and you know like mm. kind of that's beautiful. Being that's great. And then we got into like one day of verbal exercises, but like we all made fun of it at the time. Like oh, this is kind of you know weird. Yeah. But then as the year progressed, like. Business school, you do a lot of group projects or yeah. a lot of team projects where you're, you have to work with each other. And mm-hmm. like in business school, like everyone's kind of a type A, right? Everyone's, you know, that business kind of type A prototype, right? <laughs> um, so, but then we, we kept going back to the concepts we learned, like soft listening and things like that were inexplicably, we were using what we learned in improv to kind of be better team members to each other. Yeah. And that's, I think, um, I mean, the most important thing about what you learn there is kind of to not. To go with the flow, to like not let yourself like impede the progress of everyone else. Yes, right. To, and,
2: to yes, and yeah. To always kind of affirm and add,
1: but to be present too. I think that's totally. totally yeah. That's the hardest thing. It was funny because for for acting exercises <clears throat> and scene study classes. People are it's an interesting concept to say you know the whole story, you know what's gonna happen, you know what line you're gonna say next, you know what the, your partner's gonna say next, you know everything. Yeah. And it's really bizarre to then your job is to make it seem spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like I whatever I learned from all the smaller improv exercises I've done in class or smaller... I did an improv class at the YWCA Aww. in Berkeley. That was super fun. It was the most Cute. awkward group of people on the planet, but they're all there because they don't want to be awkward anymore. They're like, I want to feel comfortable... Being random and being able to speak up at any given time, yeah. and so they're all there to like self-improve. And yeah. I loved it, but all those things kind of feed into this this like thespian theatrical study of listening. Yes, if you are anticipating what you're going to say next, or if you're anticipating what that next person is going to say next, and how you're going to respond to it, yeah, it really does take you out of the moment where you're not there totally. And mm-hmm. so this whole concept of like listening is so, it's so it's it's funny that some. Uh, a career or art form that's so dependent on it that you forget to do it Mm, because you're busy memorizing like pages and pages of lines and blah blah blah. but yeah that actually came up last week where it's like that's where improv is so critical to apply those principles of listening be present yeah yes and and just be a
0: good teammate because like if you try to be the hero try like you know no the thing is like the thing with improv is you know like the situation itself is already funny yeah you don't have to make it funnier. Totally. You know,
1: don't go for the laugh. Exactly. So, I think life so is So the point hilarious. of this
0: collab cast PSA is everyone should take at least an intro to the improv class to kind of feel like yeah. Yeah.
1: you'll be yeah. so uncomfortable yeah. and be so great.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like of all the different things that I've been trying to use to develop as a person and a, and a creative person. Um, I feel like I would, I, I want to like run my own curriculum of, at least, to, not that I have to teach it, but just, I have, like, so many opinions, you guys. Oh. I have so many opinions about what... So do I. <laughs> High five. <laughs> we should just start a club called So Many Opinions. I should just go. Hashtag no I should, no I should just leave. No. Just no. No, no, We no. need someone to tell our opinions, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um,
0: you guys start an uh, advice podcast.
2: No, but we, you know, I feel like there's, like, a whole curriculum that I would recommend for just leadership development for Asian Americans, period, you know? And two of the core of them would be improv because of the listening and um, storytelling. Yeah. If you like, I I I, I guarantee you, like, I just I, I've it's become way more evident. If you're a good storyteller and you're a good improviser slash listener, that's like the foundation of success and leadership. Honestly. Agreed. Yeah. Like, it. That's, that's it. So any 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 realm, whether you're a creative or not, if you. Are good at storytelling and can get good at improv. It's incredible.
1: That's honestly when I when I would get kind of on my soapbox about why I think acting is incredible, why, why I'm in love with it personally, yeah, and then get all preachy about it and be like, I think everybody, should. well, because I I still sincerely do, and I don't mean it in a trying to shove it down people's throat but hear me out. It's like acting class. This I think I think my idol Meryl Streep said it in in some. Uh, Graduation speech she did But she was just saying Like every person is an actor Every person is an actor Because we're human beings And we adjust Based on our environment we're talking to What's the agenda Mm -hmm. That's all it is Literally that's all it is So if you If you take into account Hey I'm in a job You don't act the same As when you're in a job interview Yeah Versus talking with a homie Versus picking up on the opposite sex or, Or same sex Like whoever you're into You're like hitting on someone Yeah It you vary as a human being. So I feel like being aware of that and knowing the right tactics. Yeah. I think that just like gives you all the more ammo to do To be effective all the as things. a person. Yeah, to mm-hmm. do all the things that you want to do effectively. Yeah. So I was just saying, to me, it just taught me how to be, honestly, more of a human being. Yeah. To be aware like, okay, I need to put on my professional hat. What does that mean? Yeah. I need to stop cursing so much. I need to, yeah. you know use a little bit higher vocabulary, whatever that means. I don't know. I just think that it's so fun. And I, I really, I'm going to make my kids go. If I have kids, I will make them go to acting class and yeah. they'll go to improv class and they'll hate me for it. Mm. But maybe I'll pull like a PK.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> you can take them to improv class and not tell them because it's essentially just playing games. Yeah, it is. It is. Day, it's yeah. so
1: fun. It's fun. But there's a lot of people who shy away because it, it, I guess, yeah, maybe it is a title that makes you uncomfortable.
0: There's that. I mean, so, going back to my experience with it which is through business orientation like the people who kind of didn't get into it mm-hmm. turned out to be the people that were really bad teammates too uh-huh. so kind of you know
1: because they weren't listening or they just they just weren't down
0: they just thought it was they I think they cared so much about like looking, looking cool. dumb or looking oh, cool or not looking dumb not looking dumb yeah, yeah.
1: get over that's it that's the worst mm-hmm. the, the worst <laughs> John ralphiel yes <laughs> I love that Jenny. Now I crack Jenny up I feel like I want <laughs> <Snorty>. <laughs> I win I win That's my Bye. huge I just made Jenny snort I win Oh my god Parks and Rec Yes Yeah. yeah. But they are the worst Because they're just like So you know, I don't know Amy Poehler Speaking of which Parks and Rec My my other idol Amy yeah. Poehler says a whole She has a little thing And maybe she's probably Not the first person to say it But like No one, no one looks stupid When they're having fun Yeah When you're yeah. having fun Everyone's jealous of you Because they're like Damn it, I wish I could be that exactly. uninhibited. I think that's the magic you know?
0: of Snapchat.
1: Is
2: it? Yeah. Is it? Maybe. Just, the spontaneity feel of it?
0: Yeah, like everyone's like, it kind of, it's like a FOMO machine, right? It's just Fear like. Fear of missing out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> FOMO, a FOMO machine. machine.
0: It's just like, you it's look at it. a FOMO, it's FOMO
1: like, app. <laughs> it kind of is. Really? Especially no, with well, like well, the, him, the geotags
0: apparently. with like, they had Nairobi a couple of days ago. Oh. They had like Dublin. Like, it just makes yeah. you just want to be wherever people are. 'Cause yeah, you only Snapchat things are like I don't know. I don't think people even if they do Snapchat depressing stuff, yeah. It's not gonna get sent into the you know the curated stuff. Maybe your friends will send you depressing oh, stuff, I see. but like it's always gonna be like the fun, kind of like here's the See CD that in. that's
2: what makes that that's what makes you and me different. Yeah. Marvin. Mm-hmm. I look at that and I, I don't think I'm, I'm missing out. I think, wow, that's so I great. Get I, I get to I see, get it. see it. I get to
1: see it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's well, a different and perspective. My friends do uh, and maybe it's Kind of like the newsfeed thing, like what shows up in your newsfeed. It kind of tells you about who is in your life, I guess. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. what's the content, and like because they always say like you're the average of five people that you spend the most time with, blah blah blah. And I kind of, and that's why I actually started being intentional about what I follow, what I don't follow. There were people that were like yeah. perpetually negative. I'm not against negativity if it's critical thinking and it has a purpose. Yeah, if it's like for something that's valid or whatever. I'm like I'm not, I'm like, oh my god, you're making me sad. Unfollow like no. Yeah. But people who are just attention whores or just negative to be negative and like yeah. to be the Debbie Downer because like that's like how they get off in life. Um, I think that's really sad, but I just started unfollowing it because yeah. I was like, I don't see this. Yeah, you have control over it. It's right. just a tool. Right. Yeah. But no I bummers. think. But I think that no Snapchat bummers. is really funny because even stuff that my friends complain about, I think it has like humor in it because I put up a stupid Snapchat yesterday about um, traffic, but I was like thanking Jason Derulo for helping me through it. That was my Snapchat, but it's like something stupid, and I'm complaining about traffic.
0: That. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. There's like
1: Your little face moments. Is dumb. Yeah, but like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> my other brother, my now, third now. brother is Marvin. <laughs> Your face <laughs> is dumb. Your face is stupid. I hate you.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I don't know. I kind of was going to say something profound. I'm well, sorry. I mean,
0: there's also like with any social media, like if you use it, if you use it the right way, or not the right way, but if. If when it works, it works, yeah. right? Like, when you're sharing, like, a happy hour's cheers with your friends across the nation.
2: Yeah.
0: That, like, you know, moved away. Like, that's kind of a cool moment. Cool. Right? Or, like, when, you know, certain people go to certain trap concerts and record all the things, and then you're like, what, what is this? <laughs> um, what but is again, this? Like you
1: got you got you Someone got who exposed. shall remain
0: nameless because we've given him too much attention on this podcast. But, but, it's getting to his head.
1: But then you, again, it's how you look at it. You got to... I... He is an interesting character, whether or not you h- agree with his taste. It's so intriguing. Who are you talking about? Aaron from Seattle. It's intriguing to like see, see, peek into someone else's life. Oh, okay. I love it no matter what, whether it's something that I personally like really agree with or that I'm yeah. equally a fan of. I don't have to like everything they like, but it's just still interesting to me. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I feel like over the years of
2: being a high, high volume social media user, mm-hmm. um, and just cuz i did some consulting with people and helping them with their social media what the everything boils down to whether it's social media or just real in real life networking do you add value to other people's life that's it word mm-hmm. that's it so even if it's like quote unquote negative news yeah. if you're doing it in a way where you're adding some value to whoever's reading it i feel like that's worth it you know agreed um, and so i think it's totally awesome to give yourself like a nice little to clean house on your social media sometimes to be like okay oh, what am really I feeding to and you know this like a, a Kyle cleanse
1: it's gonna be a cleanse for my Facebook <laughs> it's like cleanse, Facebook cleanse no, yeah, that's totally true. I, yeah. I, I
0: don't understand anything that happened in the last five seconds. You <laughs> are speaking in a separate language. Or well, it does a about that.
2: Well we, we have we were <laughs> pr- prior to hitting record, we were playing around with the um the valley girl of Asia's.
0: We were talking about <laughs> like so the
2: Valley Girls of Asia. I like pluralized the wrong thing, the Valley Girls of Asia. No,
0: like within content. We were talking about just um so um uh, my manner is pretty fluent yeah um people it was very for i heard yeah. it
2: i was it's very formal actually it's really good
0: <laughs> when people listen to me talk like it takes them about five minutes before they realize that i'm abc because yeah. of not because of my accent i have yeah. a slight abc accent yeah but i have a heavier taiwanese accent yeah um but it's my vocabulary that gives yeah. me away because my words are all like third grade level like, no like,
2: but that was really good though i
0: can't use like you know how like you know you're really really chinese when you start using those like four word Confucian like phrases oh God. to describe things
1: or at least you can understand like formal news reports yeah yeah those are harder yeah. those are very hard that's how i know that i really don't know that much korean oh really <laughs> yeah i was like i do not understand one word i understood uh, understood i understood and yeah and like, and the <laughs> but, but there thank are, you. so what we're saying is there are though
0: valley yeah. girls in taiwan yeah and so Korea. we're saying that like um what gives me away is my taiwanese accent which in the large, the scheme of Taiwanese accents, or in the scheme of Chinese accents, it's yes. kind of more like the SoCal, kind of like the, the it is. more like... Casual. Casual. Like we Dude. S- Sing song. We like squish our words together, like st- st- instead of like, formally naga, right? Naiga. Ne- ne- but we go naga. Ne- naga. Naiga, yeah.
2: yeah. I know. Sorry, guys. That's, it sounds like the N-word, but it's like actually a phrase we use a lot. It is yeah.
1: not the N-word. I know. I learned that in young... My best
0: friend was
1: Chinese.
2: No, she is. She was Chinese. She changed. Yeah. She
0: converted.
2: We Yeah.
0: We yeah. 很顺的,
2: 怎么, yeah, Yeah. yeah. 我也觉得好像有, or, 有, 所以, oh. I just know like our phrase like yeah. This
0: is so fun. It's like watching a ping pong match.
1: <laughs> a Chinese ping pong match. Yes. Not being, <laughs> not being.
2: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very I Taiwanese
0: back slang. Back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah, oh, that's better. Do you remember when, like, the...
2: 哎呦,你们要少来啦,你们哦。It's the... <laughs> the body language
1: that makes it 8 million times better. It's, it's on the shoulders. The shaking.
2: 为什么你这样子嘛?
1: I need a picture <laughs> of your
0: face.
2: <laughs>
0: we do that, we we elongate our, the, like, the last
1: one.
0: <laughs> <like, our,
1: yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say for Korean is,
2: <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> it sounds the same. We yeah. literally just did the same thing yeah. it is, in different, different languages. languages. Yeah, it's like <laughs> hi, peljungma. <y'all."
1: laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh no, I have to rip my face
1: off. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, our skin I just is Can't crawling. get behind it. I know that they are uh, No, I'm, but I
2: feel like just from our our podcast today, like I, you know, if we were to recommend like the foundation for awesomeness, it'd be storytelling, improv which is listening, yeah. and um, adding value to other people's lives. Agreed. Don't you think? I feel like those are like huge lessons that I learned.
1: It is. It's like the foundation of my life. I agree.
2: Yeah.
0: What, Tong Yi? Tong
1: And now I have to learn Chinese. I know. So that I can keep up with you.
0: Oh. I actually would really love Chinese to learn Chinese. Chinese is really good, too. But you, when did you move to the States?
1: When I was five.
2: But okay. then I continued learning just Active, like I actually made it an intentional thing to ask my mom how to talk. Mm. Good for you. With like vocab and stuff. Because, okay. But I also speak with them. I spoke with yeah. them in the house, so I my s- accent's not. I, I, speak, I don't have an accent.
0: I spoke Chinese with my parents in the house, too. And I'm pretty sure Mandarin was the first language I learned. And I learned English through watching Sesame Street and <gasps> oh. like Flintstones. And stuff I like learned
2: that. English through watching cartoons on yeah. Sesame Street, though. Like yeah, Smurfs yeah. and stuff.
0: <laughs> I watched wow. Smurfs. I watched Flintstones. And
2: Animaniacs.
1: Animaniacs,
0: oh. like dude, yeah. all day, every day. <laughs> but I also spent like Tunes. Uh, when I was a kid. I spent you know a lot of time in Taiwan. Yeah, uh, especially because, um, well, now that now that I know, it's because my dad was busy looking for work in the states. Yeah, so I he sent me to live with my my grandparents. Oh, and so then, that's so... that's how
2: you you actually have pretty good like, uh, vocabulary.
0: It's okay. It's it's conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand a lot more than I can speak, mm-hmm. like the colloquialisms. Like, um, yeah, like I can understand like. I know how to use piduol, but oh. I don't use it that much. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um,
2: we haven't even talked about the Taiwanese dialect, y'all. Oh
0: uh, yeah.
2: I, uh, between age zero and five, my grandma looked after me, and she spoke only in Taiwanese. So, to me.
0: Your, was your family from <clears throat> the like the the Fukinese, um immigration, or were you on
2: my mom's side? Yeah. Okay. And so my my grandma. Yeah, like, when I got older, I forgot how to speak Taiwanese. So when I went visited, it was really sad because I couldn't really communicate with mm-hmm. her because she didn't speak Mandarin. She spoke, like, some China- uh, Japanese. Yeah. wow. It was, like, Japanese and, like, um, Taiwanese.
0: My parents can speak, or well, they can understand Taiwanese and can kind of speak Shanghainese, but they never taught me. Now, oh. now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish they taught me. But... Taiwanese
2: sounds so different, too. Like, if you say, yeah. um, I don't know how to speak Taiwanese and Mandarin, it's like, 我不会说台湾话, mm-hmm. but in Taiwanese, it's, way hmm that's totally I think,
0: different i i think it's... that's all i know oh i think it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> go minji no <laughs> we
0: could cut this out this no, no, is no, no, totally no, no, irrelevant no.
1: like i
2: what were you gonna say though
1: i don't remember oh <laughs> why are you interrupting
0: i was going through my all, all the words i know in taiwanese Aww. those two phrases
2: so you heard me speak in taiwanese what were you thinking My brain is broken. <laughs> I don't
1: remember.
2: Oh, Minji. I don't remember. You're back. I'm and sorry. We're, and no. we're back. And we're and back. And we're back. <laughs> I, we just had an interlude of Taiwanese and Chinese.
1: No, 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 no. I like it. I'm just, I f- totally forgot my thing. <laughs> I was oh. going to ask a question.
0: It's interesting because of like, just the, um, like, I didn't realize there was like these different attitudes based on what when your family came to Taiwan yeah. until like I met, cause like growing up, I never left Taipei. Yeah. Right. So I didn't really have any much, like most of my interactions with, with like, you know, Weissen and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So like the people that came along with the, the nationalist party when, when we lost the civil war. Yeah. Uh, my grandpa, actually my grandpa, my dad's actually moved to Taiwan after world war two before the civil war. So he ended up just not being able to go home. Right. Right. But there's still a lot of just, it's interesting, like just perspective wise, like, how seriously people take things, even though it's like a small place. Yes, right? it's tiny. Yeah,
2: it barely fit, it barely fits into half of California. Yeah, the whole country. But, you know, the whole country, Taiwan.
0: But no, that's how that's what politics are like. You know, people people care a lot about it. Oh yeah. You know,
2: everyone was a refugee. Yeah.
1: I don't know how well educated they are. Like, what do they really know, and what is that based in? In Taiwan? Not in Taiwan. Just all the like, just political turmoil anywhere where they just I don't know. I, I try to understand it from a very like human level of like if I was them and if I was that passionate about territory because I'm just I'm not. <laughs> yeah,
2: and it's just it's history, man. Yeah, and it, it yeah. turns into be a part of the culture,
1: and it's just like blatant hate. I because I was yeah. I was trained when I was younger, and not even really directly, but I was just not taught to appreciate Japanese. Yeah. Um, My family, too. That's like like, all of
0: Asia besides Japan. Yeah. (laughs) But
1: no, I mean, yeah, honestly, my dad and like his father and like they have real reasons. Yeah. But I didn't know what to acquire or like what to assume as like, oh, if I'm like a loyal daughter of my father, what I should also follow suit in yeah like, how is i don't know and then we've had this conversation actually like a few years ago because i bought a honda i bought a toyota yeah and then he and refi- it wasn't a kia or a no he, he and he refused he wouldn't even buy korean cars for some reason like he he said that korean cars are garbage but like he definitely refused to get a japanese car and we had crappy american cars like my entire life wow. that broke down all the time I'm not saying American cars are crappy. It's just those ones that we got back in the day. They back break in the down. day they were pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah they no, they were American very clunky cars and they have break, improved. Yeah, they've yeah. improved so much. But back in the day, and those were like we owned three, like mediocre cars because he would refuse to get. it. Mm. We we're like, just get a Camry. Yeah, right. Just get a Camry. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. But I mean, you know, I'm just, like, it. It all kind of comes back to like what prompts you to make the decisions that you make or what you support or don't support. And like for it's my emotional. father, it's very, very emotional. It's super. It's history. It's nothing but emotion. And like and history. And for me, I was completely removed. And I was like, but it's more gas efficient. <laughs> <laughs> like, but then let it's it like go. it's like you know, but Princess all...
2: Bride. Inigo Montoya, you killed my family. Prepare yeah. To die. It's like it's that dude. It's but it's like... also
0: I feel like it's also the benefit of us living in a multicultural place where we're not like we're not caught under one doctrine the entire time. We have yeah. like friends from other cultures that we you know we see that are like they're fine.
2: Well, our history you know? is a little more distant in terms yeah. of like when shit went down. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I mean, for some people it's not as distant like they're still straight up refugees and stuff, but yeah. I think we have the luxury of being in this country and living fairly comfortably. Yeah. You know, and and then having that history be a little farther removed. Yeah. I know.
1: That's why I feel like a bad Korean sometimes why? because I don't make more effort to know more about my roots. Like you I can. Should, you can move forward. You can absolutely can. And I, I intend to
2: more than just like K-Town hanging out for real. like being Korean. Right. <laughs> right. Totally.
1: But yeah, yeah, no, I've I've had that. I've had that. Be, well, just again, the struggle of being Korean American and having certain cultural elements that I wasn't particularly a fan of. It, I consciously was like, Kinda I don't, don't, don't want to know this. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Um, You go do your thing. I will do mine. And that is that. Yeah. But then, now that I'm getting older, it is more like, I would really like to appreciate where my roots are. And that movie, Ode to My Father, Uh that I recently watched um, with Steve, with Stebu, we were just like, I I was a mess because it really, I mean, again, it got emotional because it was like watching my grandmother's life. Finally, on on screen, yeah, on film, and I was like, "That's what she went through. That's what Holy good storytelling shit. does. It makes exactly. you feel like you lived it, yeah, and I you relate like it, to it." And I was like, "That was what my grandma went through." And suddenly, from that movie, I really had this like desire and guilt and all these like feelings of like, "Why I really want to get to know where the hell I come from, yeah, and why we say the things that we do, and like, yeah. you know, all all the things that were so rejected or irrelevant to me in my yeah. head." I was like. Ah. I really should, I really want to know this, yeah,
0: I mean refugee stories in general are pretty compelling <laughs> because it's about life or death and escape, like they're yeah. literally escaping from their homes because if they stay, they're gonna die, yeah, and you ties know? are broken, and so yeah. that's
1: sad, and you know it's the yeah. family part I mean, when I didn't know all that stuff happened in the 80s with North and South Korea where they're trying to reconnect and they're trying yeah. to find their people, and my family's from North Korea my dad's side they they escaped from the north, so I just like sudden again, I've always been like really. You know, compassionate and like cared so much for the North Korean, the the crisis. You know, yeah, this the, the shitty place that we're in. But like again, it went like eighteen million levels higher just to be like, that's my family could be up there.
2: Yeah, and no. I was like, dude. <laughs> anytime time I've seen like reunited, reuniting North South Korean videos. I am wrecked, yeah, like you just wrecked for like two hours after that, yeah, because you see that shit you're like oh the, the the sister and brother they're looking at each other's faces and they look so similar, they're so old, they've been apart so long, like it's yeah. so sad and deep and heavy, yeah, yeah, and
1: then it, and then being older and like having my brothers and stuff, like I actually literally thought, oh, I showed you my little trailer, yeah, I went to, to the lighter things, but um yeah, when I I finally got to reunite with my family this past weekend for Memorial Day, I we haven't made any home videos. We have none. We used to have this camcorder, that was like this giant camcorder that we would lug around. I was like, I have my phone, I should record some stuff. So I made a little I made five little home movies on my phone. iMovie. God bless iMovie. Um and but it, it, all of that, it all like I'm such a sap. Like I get very like I'm watching this, I'm really sentimental oh, and it's I'm like, cute. "Oh my god, this is like" Our day frozen in time, and then I, I, like I always go down that rabbit hole of like, well, if we were apart, I would just be so devastated. Yeah, you know, I think like that.
2: Yeah, I think, and I think like going back to like what good storytelling does, whether it's through a film or just if you're just speaking in front of an audience, that's what it does. It makes people have empathy for you mm-hmm. because you're connect, you're revealing something about your emotional background or who you
1: are you know exactly. and so and that's how people connect and that's why i love what you do because comedy is the best way to do it like i like to think so do it with the laugh and honestly good comedy is so hard yeah i can't do what you do maybe i could if i worked really hard yeah, i don't have yeah, a natural yeah. propensity for it but it's hard yeah and it's so that's why smart comedians man you can't i honestly can't there's dumb humor but you can't really be
2: but. Butts, butts, butts. <laughs> I just want to say butts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but well, yeah. that's a
0: that's an excellent segue, Minji, to to what? Did I segue to, <gasps> to, to to talk about comedy and just oh like just how like, I
2: thought we've been talking about comedy. <laughs> we have. just you want to talk more? I just
0: want to call it segue because that's uh, that's a podcast yeah, thing. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
2: What do you want to talk about, Marvin? I don't know I was, about comedy. I think I just ruined the flow. No you know? comedy. What about comedy? I
0: was. Carry on. I was just saying
2: <laughs> We were talking about comedy. I
0: just wanted to call the segue and now I have nothing.
2: Oh <laughs> honest. Very honest. Uh, very no.
0: honest um, I mean we see, you know, things like what John Stewart does, what John Oliver does, yeah. and just like comedy's power in calling out the absurd things that like people believe and people say and what yeah. they do, right? And I Stephen think
1: Colbert.
0: Like yeah, I mean I think it's a very powerful like it was there you or someone else we were talking about once comedy is all about just like pointing out what you notice in the world. Yeah. It's like, just totally. it's funny to you. Yeah. You know?
2: And I think, um, I, th- this is another little reference that I want to drop. <clears throat> if you really want to nerd out about what it means to sort of psych- to do psychology books or to change, there's this really great book called immunity to change. And it's, um, like, yeah, it's like an academically researched book where they describe what, what is the sort of internal architecture of what makes us actually decide to change. Huh. Right, we we want things to change all the time. We want, always want things to change for the better, better, whether it's in politics or in our lives. Right, and so it's actually something that I used to, that was the basis of of work that I used to do when I worked in politics and we did organizing, mm-hmm. um, in the labor movement, and um, a really practical tool came out of this book, which is there's a grid that you can actually take yourself through to really dissect and examine an issue you're having that you have a problem with, something that's hard for you to change or something that you want to change. And the way that they lead you through with very deep, specific questions is it prompts you to kind of pull it apart Mm -hmm. and kind of look behind it. Mm -hmm. And here's the amazing thing, which I think intuitively, if you think about it, it makes sense. But through their extensive research, it's confirmed Simply by shining a light and having an awareness around the issue, the problem that you're having, literally takes you fifty percent of the way to changing it. Word. Does that make sense? Like, so, like,
0: yeah, like admitting you have a problem.
2: Exactly. Right? So, so that's where the whole admitting you have a problem comes from. All this stuff. And so, um, it just occurred to me in this conversation I was having with someone in connecting that work with stand up, right? Because you're just saying, right, how. And we were saying before, stand-up comedy is simply observing um, a truth and and bringing to light and awareness something that you observed that you might find interesting or funny. And so that is like the basis of what is so powerful about art and so powerful about comedy is if you can actually hone in on and bring to light and call out the thing that maybe we don't think about in a very conscious way but that we all either experience right. or probably know. It's all right there. Yeah, but we just aren't calling it out. Right. That is the first step to changing it, especially if it's something negative or ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, oh, my God. If Oprah was around, it's like, aha moment. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. It connected this thing that yeah. I used to use for the basis of work. I used to do trainings and stuff in, in, the, in politics um, in my previous life. It connected this really great book and basis of thinking about called immunity to change with what i'm doing now which is i'm communicating my story and other people's stories and observations and that's potentially the power of it is to and to spur change right so i don't know i just wanted to throw that out there because um it's just a realization i had recently like oh yeah like it makes me want to like do that whole that charting with mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. whether it's like a smoking problem it's about a relationship or you know any habits you have
1: we still have to do lots of things there's so many things i've talked about with you to like break stuff down
2: because oh, that's yeah. what i
1: love i love you because you i break it down you break it down
2: <laughs> i'm always i'm like a supercomputer up in this it's this freaking cpu in my brain
1: mine kind of is but i don't know if it's as structured or coherent as yours
2: i <laughs> have lots of thoughts and definitely lots of yeah no i have i have foul cabinets I love it. I
1: have cubbyholes. It's holes. her
0: politics background serving her, her her new life.
2: Or yeah. just organizing too. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Mine's just big watercolor it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> colors and things. Stipples. Yeah, stipples and music playing over it. Impressionist. <laughs> Everything has a soundtrack in my head. Yeah, that's why it's hard to put in a file cabinet. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but I love it.
0: So how did you like? I know, like, you're a comedian now. Like, yeah. having that in your in, in your in your you know heart while working in politics because like in politics there's things all over the place that's kind of just ridiculous and hilarious sometimes you know
2: it's hard though because (laughs) what's what's tough about working in politics versus being a comedian or being an artist is when you work in politics you have to be a true believer and you have to be very sincere Mm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. and that's the difference between being a creative versus being in the fray so because when you do politics you have to be on the front lines like you're in the fray you're on the dance floor you know Mm. right but when you're an artist or if you're a, a comic It actually necessitates a level of um, distance, you know, a level of creative distance, even for your own life. If you're talking about your own life, it requires a lot, you know, how they say this like oft cited truism about comedy is that comedy is tragedy plus time, right? right? And so it's that time that allows for that distance. And so, yeah, it's really hard to talk about your trauma when it just happened. People do it and it's, and some people are really skilled at like still having a level of perspective about it, but it's still really hard. And so- Um, I don't know I feel like that's the biggest difference between politics and comedy and the fact that like in politics you're often representing something yeah if you're working on if either you're getting paid to do it or not you represent something Uh, whereas as a comedian I just represent myself you know I I do represent I feel like I do feel very connected to a community you guys are a part of it and so I do feel some of that but it's a it's a pressure or responsibility that I embrace but when you're like in politics, you're working for someone, so you just can't say whatever you want. I feel you like can't just be like but 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 <laughs> but 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 insane. You know, that's the
1: private life. That's a private Twitter. Don't that's forget about private Twitter. Don't forget about farts. I, farts. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like farts
0: are being left out of this butts conversation.
1: Very nice, <laughs> pretty that's good. That's right? my skill. Yeah, do you practice that?
2: Yo, I got so many skills you don't even know.
1: I. I I do not question that at all. I'm sure. I could
0: never do that, like, armpit fart thing. Okay, I'm going
2: to share something with Collabcast that I only reserve for when I'm really drunk.
1: Okay. Here we go. I'm putting down the mic so I can do it. Talk about representation in politics. And now
2: here we go. See if you can name this tune.
0: Alright, so here's the thing. None of our listeners will ever know how that those sounds were made. Is she bouncing the ball? Is she oh like <laughs> Why did it slap that? She's slapping your cheek. What? How does she make that sound? You will never know. To you, Jenny. <laughs> you guys will never know.
2: It's a very vulnerable uh, so technique you. that I used in order to make that music. <laughs> Yo, no, no, I couldn't was, do that in politics.
0: Your boss walks in, like, what are you doing? Get back to work.
2: <laughs> Let me explain. Basically, uh, I generate the sound by clapping in front of my mouth and oh, shoving air into my mouth.
0: Keep the magic alive.
1: What are you talking about? Disclosure Keep
0: the alive over here? Anyway. Not when it comes to magic.
2: Th- that's my way of expressing the difference between politics and comedy. Very mm. nice. I can do that.
1: Well. And call I- it art. Yes.
2: It well, because art. because the thing, oh, here's the thing, the thing with comedy and art is that it, it requires a level of vulnerability of your humanity and that's what makes good art, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're revealing, if you're, you know, honest and contrary to, to comedy, politics is, does not trade in that currency, right? right? It's all about posture. It's all about, okay. you know talking points and mm. not revealing and you know it's Machiavellian you know what I mean you're not trying to like share the truth and the honesty
1: your PR rep is your <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. main yeah you watched
0: that first episode of uh, House of Cards House of Cards dog I, I watched Scandal
1: cards. I feel like Scandal was enough yeah between scandal
2: and House of Cards, that shit is like just heightened reality, you know? Yeah. I have to be on like House of Card, working in politics. House of Cards is not that far from the truth. Now I know about the two main characters. I mean, probably existing, less murder, but, but yeah, except, maybe, maybe, minus murder. hopefully
0: less murder. Well, back in the day, politics involves yeah, really, yeah. more motor, murder, murder yeah.
2: but but yeah, I mean, I used to do political campaigns and door knocking and we used to have a huge organization that we put together and always facilitated planning and meetings and shit or even like the dark side of nonprofits oh yeah there are some dark sides of nonprofits
0: have you ever seen that um death of smoochie
1: oh no i heard that what is that it's
0: It's like edward norton and um john stewart's in it and danny devito and it's about like the dark underworld of children's public children's um, broadcasting okay okay but i don't know if i can handle that it's hilarious
1: but that's uh, that's it's any industry where you get to, where you have to kind of like learn behind all the the stuff behind what is glittery and yeah. gold.
0: Well, I mean, it's kind of an absurd movie. Oh, Robin Williams is in it too. Um, but, oh, that's why I know it. That's why. But, I know. Uh, oh,
1: Robin. I
0: really liked it, but it didn't. I, I can tell why. It, you know, like it wasn't. It's not really like really slapstick. It's like a dark comedy. There's yeah. a lot um, of comedy
1: that I don't understand. I to be of, honest, like, it's not... Like, not all comedies are for everybody. Yeah. I don't like things. You don't like dark comedies. There's some dark dark comedies that I definitely... Uh, like, I just think is awesome and hilarious. I can't even think of any names because that's how rarely I watch. Super mm. dark comedy. To be honest, like, I... Like my, Fargo. my My favorite type of comedy is, like, I Love Lucy. I yeah. love slapstick. Mm. I yeah. love physical humor. I love things that... Can like carry like a kid can watch and still yeah. laugh at, you know, yeah, and a grown person, and that's smart, and that's kind of universal. The niche comedies, like I find a hard time, especially when they get super, super dark, and like I don't find it funny. I find it really like disturbing sometimes, like um, the Coen Brother stuff. I don't even know what that means. He like yeah. that's a, and so I, I'm, Have I'm curious seen six to feet know. Under?
0: Oh my god, that's great! But Six Feet Under
2: dark. is one of my favorite.
0: It's favorite really good series.
2: I it. It's a HBO series. Okay,
0: it's about a, um, a well, funeral home. Everything on HBO is awesome. It's a family drama set in a funeral home. It's a dramedy. There's yeah, there's like,
2: there's funny elements to it. Yeah. Anyways. No, that's
1: the thing with comedy too. It doesn't have to all be like ah yeah. Blah. Like there's comedy in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy, comedy.
0: I started watching Six Feet Under because it was recommended to me by one of my film professors as like an example of just. Really good filmmaking. Oh, my God. It's yeah.
2: incredible. Yeah. It's, inc-
1: it's literally one of my top. That and Battlestar Galactica.
0: Mm. I
2: haven't watched
1: that either. See, again, every podcast is another revelation of how much I haven't watched. That's okay. But I take recommendations. Or maybe a
0: revelation of how much, how much we watch. Stuff. I know. Yeah.
1: I watch a lot of stuff. No, I don't watch I binge. a lot of stuff. When I was in
0: college, it was just when On Demand came out. I was just like, oh, I can just yeah. watch everything I want oh, and yeah. never go to class. That's right.
1: I take recommendations. I like that. That's what, why I, I need to do that again today. I used to take recommendations for TV shows. That's what I loved about social media. Like, hey, guys. Crowdsource. I have a free afternoon or like, uh, I'm sick at Thanksgiving break. What should I watch? Yeah. I like 50. Totally. You have to watch blah, blah, blah. And like half of I never heard of. I was like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> so lean on your friends. Totally. Yeah. Totes McGoats. Well, that's and, about like
0: that's about a podcast there um have we podcasted enough oh we can never. always podcast more but I
1: can talk for days with Jenny <laughs> honestly the, on the storytelling note but I think I've already said this don't care your storytelling workshop thing that we did just one-on-one for that storytelling event that you do every single month which bless your heart for doing that because it was super super awesome I really again as soon as I did it I was like I had a list of 50 people I'm like you guys, you guys should do yeah, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. No, you should. You should. Um, we should add
2: collaboration as a co presenter, so you could feed feed um storytellers. I would love to. Let's, add it. Let's I, add it.
1: And I think about that all the time because now I want to make more films and I'm doing my own little mm-hmm. projects. I think it changed the way I think about taking a moment. And how do you break it down visually and all that stuff? And totally, yeah. So we gonna talk. We are gonna talk. Oh, we
2: got things to. Do. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing more storytelling workshops in the future. So. Awesome. Yeah, well,
1: we're gonna.
0: Yeah, if you want to check out, if you're an Ellie, one, want to check out one of Jenny's storytelling events. It's the last Thursday of every month. Yeah, the fourth. Yeah. The fourth Thursday yeah. of every month. Um, taking place at Echo Center Sunset, which is this nice little venue yeah, in um,
2: Echo Park. Yeah. It's called Family Reunion. Reunion. Mm-hmm. Reunion. Reunion. And then you can go to disorientedcomedy.com always to get information.
0: Yeah. And if you want to catch it, um, hopefully this podcast goes up tonight. Oh, really? So if you're listening to this right away, um, this Thursday, um, our founder PK is going to be one of the storytellers.
1: Yes, May twenty eighth. We love PK, and he, he's a great storyteller. Yeah. PK's he's dope a comedian. PK's
0: yeah. dope. And for the rest of you listening, a little bit later, um, Collaboration LA twenty fifteen is happening June twenty seventh, a month what? from now.
2: What? What?
0: At the Los Angeles. Don't Thia- freak Minji out. <laughs> <laughs> at the Los Angeles Theater Center. Los Angeles Theater Center. <laughs>
2: Los Angeles Theater Center. I was so
0: so focused on making the TH sound that I kept it going. You kept it going. Yeah. I kept it going. Um, in downtown LA, it's awesome. going to be awesome. We have some great, great finalists. We have some great guests coming in. Sean Muir of Tuesday Night Cafe is going to be our host. And he's going to kill it. Yeah, he is. You guys have heard him on our um, podcast,
1: man. I love Sean. I could yeah. talk. If, again, if we've got Jenny, Naomi, and Sean, like, all, all the, like several of the people that we've had, Travis, like all in the same room. I would not leave for like a week. <laughs> we would just like order food and talk and watch yeah. shows and comment and make funny videos. Yeah. Forever and I'd be so happy. I know.
0: So that's been the collab cast. Thanks everyone for just Thanks everyone for joining us. Again, thank Jet. I don't know what's going on. We'll start over. I've totally lost my ability to speak.
2: So that's been the CollabCast. cast. That's thanks everyone the, for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you for doing my job. We love Jenny. Yeah, thank you Jenny for joining us thank for you gracing us your having presence me. in between your your trips. Seriously,
1: yeah. I'm like I feel so lucky. I feel like it was just perfect timing that you were Aww. in LA and yeah. available. I know. And here, I'm. am always
2: available to you, you're girl. Always,
0: girl. You're always oh, welcome to come girl. back.
2: Thanks. 谢谢。不客气。大家我爱你，为爱你。Did mm. right. I say it wrong? It's good. Okay,
0: you're good. Solid. <laughs> Thank you. All right, thanks, everybody.
2: you.